Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, education is always a significant issue for voters. Uh, this year in particular, it played a, a really interesting role in a number of races around the country. And we're going to do a little deeper dive in terms of the education policy that really won out in 2022. And to help us do that, Andy Smerich is a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, where he focuses on education, civil society, and the principles of American conservatism. Uh, Andy, thanks for joining us today. Well, it's a real pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, So you did a a deep dive in terms of uh, what took place, especially in gubernatorial elections in 2022. Uh, So what was the role of education? What did you learn? Right. So what I wanted to do is take a look at to see if there were differences between what the national audiences and national outlets were saying about education and what gubernatorial candidates were saying, what they were standing for. Because sometimes uh, an issue can be really big inside the Beltway or in New York City, um, but it's not really resonating close to home. And so I went through uh, the campaign website uh, of all 72 major uh, party candidates because there were 36 gubernatorial races in 2022, just to look at what they were saying and look at the differences between Republicans and Democrats and so forth. And uh, learned a bunch of interesting things. Maybe the most interesting of all is um, there were two or three or four consensus issues that a lot of people agreed on, including among Republicans and Democrats, like the importance of career and technical education, the importance of well-funded schools, getting kids to uh, academically bounce back from COVID, support your um, public state university system. So there was some good news that people are looking for consensus items. Yeah, that uh, that's great. So so drill down into that a little bit before we get into some of the areas where there was a divergence in, in how they were attacking uh, education. Uh, on those areas where there was some consensus, obviously the bounce back from COVID, I think, was on everybody's mind. Uh, give us a little more insight in terms of some of that thing in terms of career and tech. That seems to be kind of the emerging uh, space. For sure. Um, So it's helpful to take a step back to realize why this became so important. Um, If you look back maybe 20 years ago, there was a huge movement that some people called College for All. The idea behind this was too few young people um, were getting prepared for college, especially low-income. Um, and students of color. So we wanted to make sure all students got through high school well-prepared and then were able to go to a four-year college if they wanted to. And so we really saw growth in the number of students who were going to college. Um, But a lot of students didn't want to go to college. A lot of students went to college and then um, dropped out or got a lot of debt, didn't get degrees, even though they maybe got 15, 30 credits. And so there's been a counter movement to that over the past past maybe decade or so, where people are saying, let's give more high school graduates the opportunity to go directly into careers as opposed to thinking about higher education. And so this includes things like certificate programs or other types of credentials, apprenticeships. Um, So you can start this at the high school level, but then also give them some sort of pathway after they get their diploma to go into a two-year community college or technical program, uh, just some way that they don't have to think that a four-year degree is the only thing for them. And so uh, both Republicans and Democrats seem to think this is a darn good idea. Yeah, interesting. Uh, So give us a snapshot uh, quickly in terms of uh, where the uh, different paths were. What was it in particular that uh, Democrats were focused on when it comes to education in those winning races versus what the Republicans were doing? Well, um, on on both sides, some of it was kind of intuitive. Uh, Democrats in general were more in favor of some of the high-dollar items like – 
making community college either free or making it uh, way less expensive, um, being able to serve more students. Early childhood, like free pre-K or public pre-kindergarten, was very big for Democrats, as was just overall teacher uh, pay increases or just funding the K-12 system at higher, higher levels. So this is something that we would have seen five years ago, 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago as well. So there was a lot of stability there. On the Republican side, um, school choice was absolutely um, a huge issue, uh, including among the winners. Um, There also had been a lot of talk about critical race theory and what I just called curricular reforms, things like a Mm. parent's bill of rights, um, curricular transparency. That was a big issue among some candidates, but a lot of those candidates lost. So school choice was probably the biggest issue among Republicans who ended up um, achieving the governor's seat. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, fascinating. And uh, so now now let's kind of look at it, projecting it forward just a little bit. Uh, so, so two things for you. Uh, one, uh, anything come out that kind of surprised you or, or kind of gave you a heads up of, oh, here's something we've got to watch and monitor uh, as we move forward. And then what does that forward look like uh, as it relates, especially to the state of the states? Yeah, so a few things. One was, I don't know what the news was like um, in your state over the past year, but nationally, a lot of people have been talking about the uh, teacher shortage, that there was a big worry that classrooms were going to be empty because there just weren't enough teachers. But it turned out that very, very few gubernatorial candidates were talking about that. So this is an example of a national story that very few gubernatorial candidates were talking about, and very few of those ended up winning. Yeah. Um, another surprise was this career and technical education, how bipartisan it was. Uh, And then probably the last thing I would say is the fact that um, on the Republican side and the Democratic side, charter schools used to be a consensus item, but very few candidates are talking about charters now. Um, On the Republican side, it is all about school choice, so education savings accounts and scholarships and uh, tuition tax credits for private schools or other types of options. And so many of those people won. So I think what we're likely to see is in states where Democrats won, which is most of the blue states, um, uh, we're going to see uh, maybe some career and technical education proposals, but a whole lot of proposals for high-dollar spending programs. In red states where Republicans pre- uh, uh, predominantly won, we're going to see school choice, uh, career and technical education programs, and maybe some things related to making sure that there's equitable funding across different types of schools. So some differences, but some continuity from years past. Yeah, fascinating stuff. And then finally, uh, anything under the radar? Anything under the radar that you're now kind of keeping your eye on, especially as we kind of march towards 2024 and what will be a very national conversation about education? 
Yeah, I would say uh, two things. Um, certainly, let's look at how many states continue to do education savings accounts, because 10 years ago, this was uh, an idea that people just thought was impossible. That is giving all families across the state some chunk of state money so they can pick any kind of option for their students. But then we started seeing it in Arizona and Florida and now in Iowa. Um, your state has been working on this and a bunch of other states. So um, where does education savings account as an issue, but also school choices generally go? But then also this like underlying issue of how many families are concerned about COVID learning losses and mental health issues coming out of the pandemic and bouncing back. And what did they do with the things that they experimented with, like online learning and pods and hubs and hybrid homeschooling? Uh, is that just a fad or is this going to be a new movement that carries us into the future? Yeah. Wow. Great stuff. Andy Smerick, senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. Great insight on education, how it played in 2022. A lot to watch for coming up in the year ahead. All right. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. We'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on the KSL News Radio app and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news.